Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the new season of the podcast. I think it's season 127. I don't know. <laughs> Julie, Liz, you can confirm that for me. I'm Leon Dolan here in Los Angeles, and we are ready. We are ready to bring you another season of Satellite Sisters. Liz? How am I feeling about the new season, Leon? I was a little bit nervous. Like last night, I had one of those nights, like a Sunday night when you're in the seventh grade, when you haven't really quite done your homework. That's that's a little bit the way I felt getting ready for today's show. But I'm I'm almost relieved to be here because taking a whole month off, you know, I thought, OK, it'll be great to have nothing to do. I do not enjoy having nothing to do. So here I am. <laughs> I just could not be more thrilled to be back and have something to do. Hi, and I'm Julie Dolan. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I totally forgot how to even dial in for our conference call yesterday. (laughs) I don't know what that means. But I have to say, I missed our listeners. I missed mm. I missed everybody. Mm. Oh. <laughs> That's very nice, Julie. Yes, it's lovely. Our friends, our friends are back. And uh, that, that make, that's a good feeling. That's a I know. Good. It's funny. You go through your day sort of making mental notes for what you want to mention on the show. And then you think, oh, no show. Right. So <laughs> but now and we're now back we in the group. Now we have. Uh, episode, uh, I don't know, 1 billion? What is yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's actually technically the beginning of season 22 of okay. Satellite Sisters. If you're a new listener and you've just found us, there are lots and lots of shows, hundreds in the archives if you need to catch up, or you can head on over to SatelliteSisters.com if you want to get some background on us. But we are ready to go. Uh, today on the show, we are going to talk a little bit about what we did on our summer vacation. We have some updates from from us and also from you. We're going to talk about what you did in August, things you accomplished. We are going to remember 9-11. It's been 20 years, which is hard to believe. Um, And Julie has a remembrance of that. Uh, Also, I mean, honestly, let's face it. When we went on hiatus in July, things were looking up. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, after Labor Day, doesn't doesn't feel like the same sense of optimism heading into this fall. So Mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little about that, how you do goal setting and career planning or just planning in general when things are up in the air again. And then finally, what we did on our August vacation apparently was watch a lot of TV and read a lot of books because (laughs) we also have a lot of entertaining sisters recommendations on that front. So that's all coming up on the show. We want to wish those of you who are Jewish, a happy Rosh Hashanah, happy new year to you. Happy new year. Um, I'm always so jealous of all the delicious food posted uh, this time (laughs) of year. It looks wonderful. Enjoy. Uh, All right, Jules. So what did you do on hiatus, Julie? I had a big, big month in the month of August. I had purposely planned a lot of home 
and self-improvement projects, you know, oh. because that takes a long time to line up the appointments. So I had a landscaping project. I had a little floor uh, repair thing that needed to be done. I had an eye exam, a dental appointment, a dermatology appointment. I did my, I cut my hair, I got my nails done. You see, just piling, it's piling. Exhausting. Piling. Exhausting. Yes, yes. But two, two, thing, two things emerged from all these appointments, uh, even though they were really quite different, okay? That every time that I dealt with the professional, the expert, and they would sort of, we diagnose the situation, whether it would be the landscaping or whether it was my eyes, two themes seemed to emerge. One was dryness, okay? <laughs> Ew. Ew. Everything was dry. My floors, my backyard, my eyes, my hair, my nails, okay? Uh, and the other one was, and if it wasn't dry or in combination with the dryness, was just general aging was the other thing that was mentioned. Mm. So you see that during this, with all this, this series of appointments with all these professionals, there was no talk of like, transformation okay <laughs> nobody nobody was making me promises okay so because of that i i found that i i said the exact same thing to every single person i said i said my response when they would mention they diagnose the problem i just say do your best <laughs> byb you know and where okay. appropriate i gave a big tip and said do your best okay that's it okay that was, that's my new approach to all of my home and self-improvement projects. I might have to totally steal that just as my mantra for the rest of the year, Julie. I know we're going to talk about that later, but that seems like a solid approach. It's solid. I mean, you just, you have to, it's recognizing the situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just do your best. DYB. <laughs> Try it out. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So I have a few updates from August. Uh, first, very quickly. Remember, I told you I wrote the poem for my friend's 70th yes. husband's 70th yes. birthday. Yeah. Happen? Yeah. Um, well, she delivered the poem and she said it was a big hit. So for people out there who were concerned, they wondered how it was going to go over. I can report big hit, not a dry eye in the house. She felt like she nailed it. Uh, she said there were some complicated rhyming rhythms that she really, she, she really killed. So uh, that's nice. great. So thus uh, concludes my uh, career as a poet laureate. Uh, it's done. I mean, I, is this going to be some new thing that Leah Dolan no. home business? That no. Going no. The rates would have to be much, much better than the rate for this one. Okay. Uh, along the home improvement front, I, I, my dishwasher broke in August. Okay. Uh -huh. Gave up the ghost. Now I also entertained literally every weekend. We had family, we had friends, we had more friends, we had more family, we had my family, we had his family, we had other people's families. It was great. I did most of that with a broken dishwasher. Ooh. Uh, and here's Ooh. why there are no more dishwashers in America. Apparently the pandemic, I'd heard these, you know, production rumors, like no steel, no chips. So I'm just warning you, if your dishwasher is on the fritz, and you're heading into the holiday season, you're going to want to order one now because it's <laughs> going to take a while. Okay. That's my tip to America. <laughs> I mean, we got a new dishwasher installed last weekend uh, after we had uh, hosted my husband's family for a couple of nights. So 
Uh, and I'm grateful to have that new dishwasher. It's not the one we wanted or intended, but it was the one that was available. So okay. that's what we put in. Right. But, yeah. so, that, so that's what everyone's getting for Christmas is a new dishwasher. Order now. Good idea. <laughs> Just warning you, don't wait till it fully breaks because then you won't have a dishwasher. Uh, and then finally, I handed in the last, I know I keep saying it, but this is the last pass of book edits on um, Friday. So that was very exciting, right before the big Labor Day weekend. My next book is called Lost and Found in Paris. Ooh, it's coming I out. I love eight... that title, Leanne. That's, that's so exciting. Yeah. Good. I know. I'm glad you like it. It's coming out. And thanks to everyone who's already pre-ordered it. Really, really appreciated that. Um, so it's coming out in April. So, and I had, I think, explained a couple, right before we went on hiatus, that I had to do the copy edits. And that's very hard. And I think it's publishing has been traditionally a very analog business, right? I mean, you used to just print out the pages and circle things that were wrong with like <laughs> post-its, you know, I mean, that's, yeah, it's because in many ways that is the best way to do it. If you've been staring as I have at this book, do book document, I've been working on this book for eight years, right? Eight years. Mm. So I am no longer seeing typos, right? I, yeah, my right. brain has already adjusted to the fact that I've typed if instead of it. Like, I, I just can't, I'm not going to see that typo or double worded something. Or when I did a custom cut and paste a section, I dropped the first word of the paragraph. Like I, I've been but through it a million times. You, you read it aloud to yourself. That's how, that's how you do the final check on it. Right. So that's how I did this one. So I did the first set of copy oh. edits they're called. And there was a lot of copy edits for this one, mainly because the copy editor is also checking like uh, facts or is this a real building? Is this a real road? Is this the correct French? Because this book is set in Paris. So there's a lot of foreign languages and funny accents and things like that, like in the in the actual description of places. So um, so that's all done with track changes, which I absolutely hate. Like I barely, I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't I know lawyers live by track changes. Yeah. I know other people love them. I look at a page with a lot of track changes and my brain short circuits. Like visually, that's tough for me. So then I get the first what are called the first pass pages. At that point, the book is set. It's typeset. It looks like a book. The, you know, you're going through, it's a PDF. You're going through the document. It's, it's got all the chapter headings and any artwork and things like that. And so at this point, you can only make very few changes because uh, big changes to the text or edits will delay the production, increase the cost. And they tell you all this in the letter in all bold caps, like <laughs> do not change much. But this time, because again, normally you print out the pages, you read them aloud. So, you know, you read all 300 pages aloud and that helps you spot the typos in a document that you've gone over a million times for typos and repeat words and, and incorrect facts. And, um, and then you circle them and you send the pages back to your editor, but no one's actually in these publishing houses anymore. People are still working remotely. They're working all over the country. So now we had to do the um, the, this fast, this final pass of pages with, um, Adobe reader. Like I had to learn a whole other software to, to do this. I'm just getting used to track changes. <laughs> now I have to do Adobe reader. And I, I'm thinking to myself, did I just blank out on the last book? Like, do I just have so much amnesia from the pandemic that I don't remember ever doing this before? <laughs> and so I did print it out. I read everything. I circled things. I had the post-its, but then I actually had to go in and do the final thing. And 
And when I say you have to cut and paste stuff, that includes like the spaces, like, you know, and, and so it's not just the word. You also have to the spaces and it's very tricky. Can and I so, just say, I don't understand why the author has to do this. Some of this seems like the publisher's job. Well, somebody else is working on it, okay. you know, right. but that's, so you're the author. So they want yes. you to have the final say. So okay. it does All make right. sense. So the good news list is yes, there are young, fresh eyes and yeah, good. working good. on uh, working on this. And that is exactly who I called. Like I just, I, I got into paralysis. The first actual change I had to make, I thought, I don't know how to do this. If I mess this up, I've, I've been told there will be, you know, increased production costs and delays. In the <laughs> so I just called the young assistant. I was like, help me, Ariana, help me make the first few changes here. And I didn't even know you could change a PDF. I thought that was the whole point of PDFs. That's how old I am. And then she made me feel better because she said, we are all just learning this. This is all new since the pandemic. So don't oh, worry, you're not okay. alone. So she's had, I felt a lot better. So uh, check Adobe Reader. It's not a great software, but I learned it. Got it done. So there you go. So whew, I'm done. like a really fun August. <laughs> yeah. I, right. When Liz, you were saying you were bored. I was like, I worked every single day in August. Oh. So I, really, yeah. I didn't have any time off. I, I know you had no time off. Yeah, I had no time off, but I, the, I'm, I'm proud of the book. It's done. Uh, I can't wait for people to read it. So that will be exciting. That's very so, exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm down. Uh, you know, I, in the realm of acquiring new skills, I did watch quite a few videos on how to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> so any day now, any day now, that's all going to start happening. Satellite mm -hmm. sisters, but, but not yet. I need to watch a few more videos. It's like, it's like a lot of things where you just, at a certain point, you have to stop researching how to do it and you have to try doing it. So yeah. anyway, so um, yeah, other than that in August, you know, thank you for everyone who's been checking on me and how my, uh, how my rehab is coming along. It's great. A lot of little victories. So all good there. Like it's, it's nothing but up from here. So I'm just sticking with that, which is why I asked you sisters and misters in the satellite sisters facebook group what you did or read or ate or saw over the month of august and i gotta say it was just an amazing pick-me-up just to see people out there like doing some things that they wanted to do you know obviously lots of people getting together who hadn't been together in a long time there are hundreds of messages in their sisters and misters so if you haven't read the thread I promise you it's going to make you feel better about life and if you're not a member of our satellite sisters Facebook group this thread alone is a reason to join <laughs> yeah this is a lot like it's just you know between this and getting some you know psychiatric help those are the two things you need to be doing right now <laughs> it is certainly a mood booster no doubt it, it is so that's so i'm just gonna there are very few highlights i'm gonna shout out i'm gonna start with something susan longtime listener susan wrote because this is the way i felt just reading the thread she posted is there a way to heart every post and leave a tiny tear of joy and love on every single post? I'm teary reading these and so proud of every one of you who moved forward from where we are and embraced life. Right? That's, that's great. That's wow. so great. That's, wow. why, we the that's why we missed you. Exactly. 
And then Claudia, I'm going to give her a Satellite Sister Spirit Award. I mean, there were many, many wonderful answers, but here's what Claudia wrote. She said, did, sparkled my magic all over the place, made even more space for love energy to rule my domain, saw three jaw-dropping rainbows, a rock shaped like a heart, the fundamental goodness in people, ate healthier new me fuelings, roasted two giant marshmallows one evening while camping with our new grandchildren. My heart is beyond full of abundance. Oh my Claudia. gosh. Yes. Yeah, that sounds Claudia great. will be teaching class in the Facebook group from now on about how we can all <laughs> be full of abundance during this otherwise crazy time. Now, completely switching gears, I'm going to give an award for the most surprising photo. Because remember, I'm just reading you a few things, but there are just fantastic pictures in there. The most surprising photo came from Anne and Anne, her message was, her post was, I rehabbed baby, orphaned baby possums for release, which is just a funny thing to be doing, rehabbing, wow. rehabbing possums. And then she's got the most adorable picture, Leanne, of baby possums. <laughs> I know you like pictures of baby animals. So, you know. I recommend possums. Are they cute? I guess I'll have to check. Well, well, baby (laughs) possums are pretty cute. I mean, okay. And they, they do many possums do many good things. Yes. Kinds of bugs and ticks. Uh, You know, we need possums. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, no doubt. Jill. Thank you. The possum. (laughs) Okay. I expected to get a wide, wide, wide variety of food that people had eaten, but surprisingly, There was one clear winner. More people than any other dish ate a lobster roll. Congratulations, people. (laughs) Andrea posted lobster roll, a Connecticut Shore tradition. And then Monica said, oh, my Andrea, I had the best lobster roll of my life in Westport, Connecticut, which is the town next to where we grew up. I can still feel the butter dripping down my fingers. Mm. Okay. Mara made lobster rolls for the first time. And my God, there's just a lot of lobster rolling that was happening. (laughs) And I... I could not be happier about that. But these were all kind of traditional summer foods that people posted. Trudy had the famous clam chowder at the Brigadier on Coronado Island. So you got that going for you. Karen, what was the best thing she ate this summer? BLTs made with tomatoes and lettuce from her own garden. Oh, perfect. Right? You you cannot beat that. Late summer tomatoes. Becky made a blackberry crisp with blackberries she had handpicked herself. So you gotta gotta love that. And Sue, this was also a delightful picture. She had a flight of ice cream. So you get like, you know, a bunch of like that. That's, that's, that sounds much better than like a flight of whiskey. Yeah. You know, I like that. Ice cream. Yes. Okay, so then Julie, I'm not going to read them all, but there was so much Nana activity. I just oh, yeah. it's, so it's much. The month that Nana yeah. camps. I I am, I it just warms my heart to see all those pictures of so many happy campers, so many happy Nanas out there just enjoying their times together. Yep. Yes, but I do have a question for you regarding Nana camp. A lot of these Nanas in the Facebook group, they're actually camping with their grandchildren. Okay. And I just wanted to ask you, no, that, Nana, is uh, that something you, no, are you actually camping? Happening. 
no, no, that is not happening. I mean, I did, I did go spend the night in the yurt. Okay. That was uh, my camping, my Nana camping thing there. But, you know, I think each Nana, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> like pick and choose your signature style. Okay. You can't, you don't all have to do the same thing. So, okay. so camping is not happening in my camp. <laughs> okay. Okay. We have beds. We have really nice bunk beds and bathrooms. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm enjoying. All right. It's all good. And there are also a lot of parents in the group that took their kids on vacation for the first time in forever. So we're just very happy with people that could be together, be outside, be adventuring. That was great. Of course, there were many reunions, many weddings, camping trips I mentioned. It's the season of college drop-offs. Um, but if there were a few family things that I wanted to call out, Jackie said she met a stepdaughter who was found through 23 and me. Hmm. What a blessing that was. Oh, that's so, nice. That's yeah. nice to hear. Yeah. So that's nice. And then, you know, somebody else was like dancing in the moonlight at their nephew's wedding. That's nice too. So <laughs> We're glad there's a lot of nice family stuff going on. Then hang on the second to last one. I wanted to a special shout out. Uh, we have a lot of teachers who yes, listen to Satellite Sisters and a lot of teachers in the Facebook group and God love you teachers. Really? Yes. You know, every time I start to whine to myself about my life, I think, oh, come on, look at what these teachers are doing. So there were quite a few of you that posted in the group. Kathy said, I survived teaching the first 20 days of school in Georgia in year two of a pandemic, only 150 more days to go. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so that's Kathy with a K is a teacher in Georgia. Kathy with a C is a teacher in Colorado. So she was like me too. And then also Lynn, another teacher. She was on week three of getting back to the classroom. We are so happy for all of your teachers. We, you know, we're glad to see you back in the classroom. If you can pull that off, uh, stick with it. And then there was one last thing that I thought, well, this is an interesting accomplishment because who would bother to do this? And uh, hang on, let me find it. It was, let's see. I'm looking at this thread now, Liz. I hadn't, I sort of- It's was quite long. It. Yeah, yeah, it's long, great photos. It's pinned right to the top of the Facebook group. So it's not hard to find it. The big photo is of the sea turtle there. So if you're looking for it, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great stuff here. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wait. So first I have one question, Lori, I have a question for you. Her post was, did my first 10 K dash 15 minute mile carrying 20 pounds on my back turning 60 in a week. So it meant a lot to me. I'm like, wow. So is that an event <laughs> running 10 K with 20 pounds on your back? Is, is that a thing? I don't know. Is that know. a thing? I I would like mm -hmm. to know more about that. And was the 20 pounds like your grandchild or was that a weight? Right. That's true. Yeah. Or, or a dog. Yeah. A small, could be a small dog. <laughs> <laughs> could be a small dog. Okay. And then the last one, which, okay, it's lost in my paper now. Oh, here it is. Elizabeth. This is, she just posted, I fixed the toaster. So, <laughs> you know, Elizabeth. because... Yeah. And then she like commented on her own post. She said, that is an accomplishment. Most would just buy a new one. Mm. Oh yeah, Elizabeth, you're right. Who, who fixes the toaster in this day and age? Leon, did you and your husband attempt to fix your dishwasher? Uh, yes. Well, I did. I mean, there was some resting and I did some things, <laughs> but yeah. 
There was a lot of resting, but the the toaster also broke during this time period, and we just got a new one. I did not attempt to fix this toaster, so yeah, that's okay. amazing. That's well, amazing. I just think anyone who can fix a toaster really believes in their own skills <laughs> and the ability to take their life into their own hands and make change. So, Elizabeth, I salute you, and everyone else in that thread. Please go read it; it's lots of fun. It is lots of fun. Thanks, Liz. That was a good wrap up. Good question. That was your question there on the Facebook group. You know, it is a community. So several people ask, is it okay if I post this? Like asking about people in various, you know, natural disasters this summer. Yes, it's a community page. Please always feel free to reach out and post, you know, a question about caring about other people. Do it. It's a lot of great discussions over there on the Facebook group. One today I liked was I'm going to my 50th high school reunion. What should I talk about? I thought that was a really great question. There's some good advice there. Very solid things. Great advice. I I might just try that around town. It seemed like some good some good icebreakers it's there. true it's hard to know what to talk about you're I right to Julia. talk about it. so you might yeah just carry your carry your yearbook around and maybe just show it to strangers yeah okay. i just think a backpack with 20 pounds in it and it can be just can be doing that that can be a thing you do your event all right speaking of events liz and i did commit uh over the summer here in august to be the keynote speakers at she podcast live 2021 that's going to be in scottsdale arizona october 14th through 17th our session is saturday october 16th we are ready to go we are excited about this we admire the women jess and elsie over at she podcast they've started an amazing community of female podcasters all by themselves you know, six, seven, eight years ago, something Liz and I had talked about, but we're frankly too lazy to do. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hundred percent true. We should do X. That's eh, a lot of work. A lot. But of that's work. why we've always supported Jess and Elsie because they bring a great spirit to just having more women's voices be heard. Leanne. That's right. All kinds of diverse and inclusive voices and they're wonderful. And we're happy to be the keynote there. So just to note, you know, those tickets are a bit still available. Um, if you're a podcaster or thinking about starting podcasting, I think there are probably even a lot of lessons if you're not a podcaster open to all. Um, so I will, we'll have links in the show notes. You're going to hear more about that, but we will be in Scottsdale, Arizona, October 14th through the 17th. You know, I was supposed to do the first one two years ago, uh, be a keynote at the first one, which was in Atlanta. And that was right when I was diagnosed with cancer. So I I had to, I had to cancel at the last minute. It was the last thing I canceled. It was supposed to be just a few days before my operation. And I kept thinking I can do it. Oh, I can do it. You know, I was just in a crazed state of (laughs) not really understanding what I was facing. And then when I saw I had to be on this like weird, strange liquid diet for like 10 days before the operation, I was like, okay, never mind. I can't bring all this. (laughs) What am I doing? So I am happy to be able to be there uh, this October and let's hope it all goes well. So uh, She Podcast Live, October 14th through 17th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Thanks to Jess and Elsie. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, some more serious stuff. We're going to talk about sort of what's happening in the world today, including the 20th anniversary of September 11th and how we're coping with sort of making decisions about our career and our life. But first, we want to thank a couple of sponsors here at Satellite Sisters. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, 
Yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Well, we're back and this week we'll, we'll mark the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I don't know about you sisters, but I, I feel like there's an added solemnity to this year's um, remembrances I mean, I just seems with the fall of Afghanistan, the chaotic mm. withdrawal, it just adds to the sorrow for the families of 9-11 and for our military families who have sacrificed so much, who have lost so much. Um, you know, 20 years ago, there were all those bumper stickers and T-shirts that say, you know, never forget. And, and we haven't forgotten 20 years on. And it seems in some way... Um, more painful, more sorrowful than um, than in previous mm -hmm. years. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, this weekend, Liz, I was watching the U.S. Uh, tennis Open uh, on TV, which I love, and it it reminded me that 20 years ago, you and I were at the U.S. Open together, just a week before 9/11. Right. right. And uh, and just somehow, just seeing the tennis and thinking about this time of the year and thinking about all that we have been through, um, it just is, you know, we're really reaching out to those that have been sort of impacted directly and indirectly um, from the, you know, from that event that has led to a very tough 20 years. No doubt. Yeah. You know, Julie, I was thinking about it this weekend too. And it was, we were all together on Labor Day weekend in September of 2001 because it was our parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Right. So in Connecticut. In yeah. Connecticut. So we were throwing a big party for them, but we did a lot of things in New York that weekend. Remember, we went we went to see the producers on Broadway. We did that. We went to the U.S. <laughs> Open. We, had, we like had this fantastic New York weekend. And then the big party for our parents, which was, you know, just lovely and exciting. And then it was the week following when the city got attacked. So it, it, I was thinking about it so much this weekend and also about like how 
in, in many ways comparable to where we are now, which is, you know, trying to help New York sort of rise up again. And how do you do what the what the pandemic has wrought there? It's like another whole round of starting all over again, remembering people that we've lost, trying to lift people up, remember the spirit of a place. So it does seem you're right, very, very solemn and very real. Yeah, this as it turns out, my newest book lost and found in Paris has a nine 11 storyline in it. I won't go into too many details, but I had to, over the course of writing, really go back and take a look at a lot of details and a lot of photos. The book is set at the 10th anniversary. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. having just completed all the final copy edits and rereading that material, I just wanted to make sure I got it right and correct and the right amount of reverence and remembrance. So I feel like I've been doing a lot of recollecting and still thinking that it was 20 years ago has kind of hit me like, wow, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was really something Mm -hmm. that was really a day. It just, you know, complete recall of that day, minute by minute, even 20 years later. So Um, yeah, I, I feel, I do feel like there is an extra solemnity this year. There's just been a lot of loss and Mm -hmm. a lot of things and, and grief is grief, you know, and Mm -hmm. loss is loss. And, and so we are remembering nine 11, just unbelievable that it's been 20 years. And yeah, I would just say that for those of you who are feeling it very difficult, you know, that this is going to be very difficult, you know, reach out. We have the Facebook group, please feel, you know, there are a lot of people there that care. Um, and a lot of people that are, you know, would love to comfort you if this is a particular, um, difficult anniversary, um, that we should just, you know, we did at the time we all, you know, um, drew close to each other and we should do it again. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing satellite sisters then it was Tuesday morning was when we did our shows. So right without reliving all of that, like we were, we spent that day trying to find each other, like, like many, many people in the world, but. And I'm sure we still have listeners from that time who were on our Facebook group, who were there in, in New York and DC Mm -hmm. and in various other places. So Julie, that's a good idea to reach out on the Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thinking about all of it, I know that I'm sure I'm not the only one that I'm just not sure I can take in too much 9-11 news, 9-11 info on top of Afghanistan and raging fires here in the West and floods in the East. And of course, COVID just going on and on. Like it's, it's just really hard in a lot of ways. So I've noticed that companies sort of stepping in and doing unusual things to give their employees a little bit of relief. There was a story in the New York Times the other day, companies combat burnout with time off and perks. And it's a list of a bunch of companies like Hearst Magazine, LinkedIn, Twitch, the dating app Bumble, you know, Intuit, the financial software firm, just giving employees like whole weeks off to like, just recover if you need to. And uh, we have a former colleague, when we did Satellite Sisters for a while, we were at, we were at ABC News and we have a former colleague um, that I was talking to over the weekend who was saying that because all of the news has been so difficult and so hard to follow, that that company has actually reached out to employees and say they're happy to provide any counseling right now just to help them continue to do their jobs to be on the front lines of reporting on all of this. So that's 
a meaningful change. I think in the way companies are aware of what a toll this is taking on people. And there are similar companies have done things like they've announced self-care week, global week of rest, recharge week, operation chillax. That sounds very chillaxing, but you know, (laughs) but that's great if you work for a company, but I mean, if you're self-employed, like, like we're self-employed, like, can we, so we have, our strategy was give ourselves August off. It'll all be better in September. Well, okay. That did not work. I would like to announce that. was. (laughs) It just gave us literally more time to focus on the bad things. Yeah. (laughs) So I've really, I don't have an answer to this, but I've, I've really been thinking, rethinking my approach to the rest of 2021. I feel like I need a I feel like I need a new philosophy or a process. Normally, the way I would get through something like this is planning ahead because planning ahead creates optimism, right? Right, You're you're turning the corner, you're rounding the bend, you're putting things on the calendar for the holidays or for next year. And instead, I really feel like, especially over the last this year, like every deadline has been turning into a disappointment. You know, like you keep making plans and then canceling plans, 18 months of making plans and canceling plans just takes a, takes a toll. So, so last year I felt like, I think, was it last year or the year before? I don't even remember anymore. (laughs) Timeline amnesia. amnesia. I had some motto for the quarter, which finished strong. Uh And yeah, I just don't think I'm up for that this year. I don't. (laughs) I, I, DYB, Liz, do your best. That's it. Okay. Yes. I, I yes. think I find that uh, it provides a focus, <laughs> but doesn't set too many expectations. There you yes. Go. Yes. Yeah. So, right. So with cooking with Liz, right, it's just no fiascos. So I think that's what I'm going with between now and the end of the year <laughs> for my whole life, not just cooking with Liz. Just no fiascos. The goal setting, I was beating myself up for not setting any goals. Now I feel like, Right now, goals are the last thing I need. I just let's just right. let's just let's finish the year with no fiascos and and call it a day. Right. So if people have other approaches to this, I would love to hear them. But that is my approach to the rest of 2021. I mean, how are you guys feeling? Well, it is very hard to sustain energy uh, and yes. to to think about. Oh well, six months from now. I mean, it works. We were so excited to go to She Podcast, and then it was like, should we go to She Podcast? Yeah, okay, no. we're going to She Podcast, but it's that's the kind of way the way I feel about a book tour. Should I start planning a book tour? I don't know what to do about a book tour. You know, what's next? Should I write more? Should I do this? I I definitely am finding it hard to um to decide what to do. Yeah. Just how to really structure this week, next week. It's really easy to um focus on small, tiny things, but the bigger things are hard for me. Yeah. And yet I still find one of the, um, one of the things that has really taken a hit in the pandemic for me is my email response time. I just, (laughs) I have let that go. I have, I used I used to just be so on it, like boom, 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 boom. You're getting it back. You're getting it back. And now I'm like, I got to answer those emails. I know it. So I don't know. Got to stop beating myself up about that. Yeah. But I feel the same way about other people too. Like you know, everybody is the same level of just cut everyone some slack. Yeah, I think that's good. I, you know, Liz, I've discussed with you sort of the framework my husband and I use, which is just game time decision making. Like I love that, Julie. You know, I am so is, stealing that. 
don't, you know, don't try to make long-term decisions or, you know, or then, cause you, cause you don't know, you don't know what the, you know, whether you can or you can't go, but you know, you're going to have to make a decision, but make it right at game time. That's yeah. then you're not stressing about it the whole time. You just make a decision and just go with it. Game time yeah. decision-making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, in June, I really felt like everything was getting better. And so I started making a lot of plans for the fall. And my leg was getting better. And and now just the having to spend August, you know, scratching all of those off my calendar, that, that was a downer. So I'm totally into game time decision-making. I'm going with that. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I saw a good piece on Elevate.com or ElevateNetwork.com. That's the professional, that's the community professional professional women. It's a career building sites. It's interesting. They have a good, um, a lot of good articles over there. And this was by um, an executive coach, Caroline Dowd Higgins, and it was called the keep or stop strategy. When you're trying to do, uh, trying to decide how to reinvigorate your life and career, consider what to keep and what to stop. And our whole point was that we make a lot of to-do lists and we just pile things on, but we never make any lists about I'm taking this off the list. I'm stopping this. Mm -hmm. So the things you should keep are the things that strengthen your career or your personal life. And it's a positive pattern recognition. Uh You know, what are you actually enjoying? They're strengthening, you know, your ties, your relationships, and what you're supposed to stop are it's essentially cut your losses. Like, (laughs) What are the frustrations that you're having to deal with? Are you being counterproductive? What's having a negative impact on your career or personal life? She suggests you journal to stop to your stop intentions. Do whatever you want with them. Put a, that, seems, that seems too much thinking, too thoughtful. I don't know if I can do that, but I don't want to face my thoughts on a page. Yeah, but she encourages you to ask these questions. Am I being my authentic self in my career and personal life? If not, what is holding me back? What would I do less of if I had the option? Uh-huh. I think I know what that is. It's track changes. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> what would I do if I were not afraid? What do I need to do in order to make this a reality? Uh-huh. So I just thought that strategy was something to keep in mind, Liz, yeah. Julie, okay. as I mean, we're all uh-huh. planning, keep and stop because there are things we still love doing and yes. there are things we do not enjoy so much anymore. <laughs> Some are necessary, but others aren't. So those are the ones you should stop. Yeah. So that's just a, a bit of advice on that. Okay. Keep, stop, and game time decision-making. That's what I'm going. It's my new plan. (laughs) All right. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. When we come back, we have lots of entertaining sisters and lots of things happening in the fall. So we're going to tell you how to keep in touch. But first, we want to thank a couple of sponsors. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we... We love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, 
pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil, youthful is yeah. youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. All right, sisters, we are back. Um, hey, uh, last week, huge milestone, celebrated Pep Talk's first birthday. Congratulations, Leanne. It is a source of joy in many people's lives, including yours. You seem to have a lot of fun writing it every week. Yes. You know what? In the career test of keep or stop, that's a keeper for me. Like I have really enjoyed putting that newsletter together. Some weeks it's a little bit of a scramble at the end of the week, but I like having that on my editorial calendar, having a format to sort of put my thoughts down, to organize, you know, fun weeks or difficult weeks to organize them in some sort of short form, little essay slash pep talk, and then just, you know, post whatever else I want in that newsletter. I mean, Julie, Liz, feel free to contribute. But <laughs> Mainly, I don't know. You're I, so good at it, Leanne. You're good, Leanne. It, it, it really <laughs> speaks to you. You like to read it and you like to write it. I think that's a good system. Yeah. yeah. And I, we should thank Emily Loudermilk, our graphic designer, who does wonderful, fun graphics for every Satellite Sisters show. And those really bring the newsletter to life. They so do. I love yes. working with Emily's graphics as well. So I just want to remind you to subscribe to Pep Talk. It's totally free. It's not intrusive. It just comes. I did 40 issues last year. 52 weeks, 40 issues. So most Fridays it will show up in your inbox. And we have a lot of uh, events happening. Things are happening in the course of the fall. So if you want actual information about what's coming up, that's the place to go. There's a couple of Sweeney Sisters book clubs coming up September 15th. And she podcasts live in Scottsdale. Liz, you at some point are going to make an exciting announcement about the cooking with Liz fall season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of the suggestions I got last week from Pep Talk was to include a book recommendation in every Pep Talk. I will absolutely do that. Um, but I'm also putting together a couple of book lists for fall. Uh, I was delighted to read many excellent books about witches uh, this summer. <laughs> you know, I love okay. witches. You do love witches. <laughs> I do. And, you know, it's Halloween. It's coming up. So I'm yeah. putting together an all witch uh, book list. Also mysteries. You know, I love my Irish and English mysteries, uh-huh. the audio books. So that's going to be a whole book list, but many other books. And then I'll start to have some events for lost and found in Paris. But so the what, thing to do is to subscribe to pep talk. All that information will be there. How do you do that? Just go to satellitesisters.com and right away, uh, an invite to subscribe to pep talk will pop up in like three seconds after you land. So right there at the landing page, or you can find the contact, uh, form at many other places on our website. So we'd love to have you happy birthday pep talk. And thank you for reading and subscribing. Happy birthday pep talk. I like it. I like it. 
Well, Leon said at the beginning of the show that we spent the whole month of August uh, watching TV and reading books. And so we have some recommendations for you in this week's Entertaining Sisters. And I want to start with one um, that I just loved. It's on Netflix. It's called Wanted. And this is allegedly the most popular, one of the most popular shows in Australia. And if one of our satellite sisters in Australia could verify that, I'd like to know this, but I can highly recommend it. It's two women, polar opposite strangers that become partners on the run. Okay, that's all I can tell you about it because it has all kinds of plots, twists and turns, but wonderful actors, Rebecca Gibney and Geraldine Hakewell star in this. And these are just two different women surviving and adapting to really some extreme circumstances. But there are three seasons of it. They're all enjoyable and I would recommend it to all. Okay, wanted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wanted. My second pick, and I know a number of our satellite sisters have already watched this, and I would concur, and that would be The Chair, starring Sandra Oh. Um, did, has, have you I've read yeah. so much about this. I have not started it yet. Do you like it? Because you I, lived in the world of academia. I lived in, it's set in academia. Sandra Oh is a single parent and first female woman, uh, a person of color to be the department chair in this very old stuffy uh, college. And but Sandra O oh just carries the day. I mean, she is so great in this and you just are rooting for her the whole time and all kinds of things happen. There's some academic cliches, but the whole thing is very, very enjoyable. And right now it's one of the most watched shows on Netflix. So I would also recommend The Chair starring Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, okay. you know, it's executive produced by Amanda Peet. You know, that, yes, uh, they, I know yeah, that. yeah, yeah. She's one of yeah. the EPs and writers on that show. Sort of yeah. an interesting career switch for her. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Totally yeah. worth. I mean, and I like the half-hour episode format. So yeah. it's yeah, it's not. It's good. It's okay, good. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, I have two shows I'm going to mention that I am watching or have finished watching, and I there are many things I like about them but there are also things i hate about them but i'm still going to recommend them because okay. this is the this is the world we live in now this is so um the first one is uh white lotus i know there's been a lot of talk about this this is a, it's a social satire and it's about really rich people coming to an exclusive hawaiian resort and over the course of the week lots of well, they call them highly transformative things happen. I would say like crazy, dark, weird things happen. So it's a cast that includes like Jennifer Coolidge and Connie Britton and two of the like super meanest teenage girls you've ever seen in your life, right? <laughs> yeah. So you have to ask yourself while you're watching this series, the these people are so bad. Why am I watching this? <laughs> but that is kind of the point. And then you start asking yourself, oh, my God, they're just at a Hawaiian resort. I have occasionally gone to Hawaiian resort. Am I as annoying as this? Is this the way I behave? I was really hoping to go to Hawaii once the current unpleasantness passes. But I don't know. White Lotus made it. Should I not be going to Hawaii? Anyway, it created a lot of thoughts in my mind. I'm going to come back to that. Then the other one in the same category of shows that could be potentially ruining all of my future vacations is uh, the new show on Hulu called Nine Perfect Strangers. Oh. So this is, have you watched any of this, Julie? No, no, I've heard about this. Liz. Okay. What, what do you, but this okay. Is I read the book. I read the book. Oh yeah. The book, it's Leanne Moriarty, right? Yeah. 
And so, okay. So Julie, nine strangers from a city gather for a 10 day retreat at Tranquillum House, a health and wellness resort, which promises to transform and heal the guests who stay there. But da, 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 the resort is not what it seems to be. So, oh, okay. So yes, you got- I read that. I forgot I read that book too, Lee. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Everybody read that book. Uh, everybody read it. It's still oh, on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see why you could love and hate that. Yes. Indeed. Okay. So, this is Nicole Kidman, uh, what I call bad hair Nicole Kidman, because, you know, in most movies, or show she's either good hair Nicole or bad hair Nicole. This is bad hair Nicole. She is Masha. She is the leader. Melissa McCarthy is in this. Bobby Cannavale is in this. It's really great. But again, kind of buzzkill for future spa wellness retreats for me. And uh, so then, so I was feeling bad about both of these shows, White Lotus and Nine Perfect Strangers. Like really now I have to feel, and I can't go to these places with just an open heart. And then I saw in today's New York Times, people opened up that, yes, I get the real paper at my door. This is a whole genre now, sisters. It's called resort horror. This is a thing. (laughs) I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I mean, I was feeling it. I I was feeling it. I had I did not coin the name resort horror, but I was like, are they just going to ruin all of the places we want to go on our vacations? Is that is that what they're doing now? Bad enough already. Yeah. Is that what they're doing now on TV? Just ruining all of our future vacations. Anyway, it's called resort horror. And I think you can expect uh, more of this. Uh, uh, We'll we'll just see. It's anyway. So but both of these shows, I recommend kind of sort of. If you're in the mood okay. for, you know, whatever. Strong, They're, strong statement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Well, you know, you either love those or you don't. Like there, it's like Succession for me is a show I love, but yeah. I, all the characters are hateable. You yes. know, there's just, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of redeeming character qualities in the characters, but yet the show works for me. So they, but some shows just don't, doesn't. Yeah. So, but it doesn't uh, make you feel bad about you. I think no, what's no. risky about these resort horror shows <laughs> is that you personally start to feel hmm, guilty. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I want to recommend one, particularly for you, Julie, I think you'll like this. It's now on Hulu. It's called the split. And it's about British divorce lawyers behaving badly. Okay. So, uh, and it stars all of the British actors that you have seen in every other British DCI mystery thriller police drama. All of them are in one show. So every, so (laughs) that saves time. Yes. So you're going to do as I did in the first show. Oh, I love her. Oh, that's that guy. Oh, I love him. I don't know any of their names because they're all British, but uh uh-huh. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, but this is a good fill-in show for people who really, really miss the good wife as I do. It's very similar to that in tone. It's not a British remake of that at all. But again, we have lawyers, we have a family of lawyers, we have sibling issues, we have fantastic clothes, great hair, you know, marital infidelity, snarling teenagers is a lot of excellence uh, comparison to the good wife. So I want to recommend, and it's written by Abby Morgan, who wrote um, the iron lady and also the hour. I don't know if you like that uh, British show about the newspaper. So um, I like it called the split on Hulu, two seasons of it, six, six episodes each and a third one in production. And then I want to recommend one book uh, called 56 days by Catherine Ryan. 
Ryan Howard. Um, she's a very popular Irish mystery writer. I just listened to the audiobook that's narrated by Alana Kerr Collins. And it's an interesting gamble because she does set this book, 56 Days, at the beginning of the pandemic. Right? She uses the structure of a lockdown like to actually benefit the story. So it's not a lot about the pandemic. Like it's just enough to almost make you feel nostalgic for those early days. <laughs> when we were going to just flatten the curve. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Flatten the curve. Yeah. Just so, yeah, she uses it brilliantly because it's a way to force this young couple who's just started a romance to lock down together. And that's when oh. things get interesting. And so it goes backward and forward in time. And so that it works a hundred percent, but I was like, oh, remember that it's just going to be a couple of weeks and, oh, it was great. And we were all in it together. Remember that? So it doesn't, it doesn't drag you through pandemic misery. It just uses that lockdown as a structure, super successful, really enjoyed it. I have listened to all her books this summer. So 56 days by Catherine Ryan Howard just came out. It's the number one book in Ireland. Uh, so, um, but recommended a lot. Oh, wow. That sounds good. I'm definitely going to take that on. Well, one thing I did do in August, Leanne, is I spent a lot of time with the best beach bag books list. And I just want to remind everyone again, so many good books on yeah. that list. Yeah. So I listened to Lady Sunshine by Amy Mason Doan. Really liked that a lot. Yes. I liked I liked the way that moved around in time. I liked all the characters. I liked the whole rock hippie thing happening there. I, I enjoyed that book a lot. I really enjoyed The Other Black Girl by Zakaya Delilla Harris. Yeah. Really surprising. Surprising. Yes. Yeah. Really, really interesting book to listen to. And then I went back to a previous year's best beach bag book list and listened to the guest list from Lucy Foley, which oh. is is sort of yeah yes again it's your irish it's a dark and stormy night at an irish castle yeah <laughs> that's also like vacation horror or it is horror, it is vacation yes yeah resort resort horror is a thing people so <laughs> anyway i i did enjoy all of those and the speech back book list still on the still on the website check it out at satellitesisters.com yeah well more book recommendations coming because i've been reading away and i have more to read and it's uh, yeah it's been a very fruitful reading season for me um all right that is our show for today we'd like to thank sergio enriquez it's nice to be back with you sergio thanks for uh, troubleshooting everything so we could be on the air today we appreciate it um thanks to emily Loudermilk who does our graphics we appreciate the team at wondry who's so helpful every week and working with our sponsors to make sure that we can do this show a big thanks to our sponsors thank you for supporting women's voices on the air thank you for supporting satellite sisters and thanks to our satellite sisters and misters who really make this work by buying those products we appreciate it um all right uh liz you wanted to say something oh yeah just don't forget to tell your friends about satellite sisters maybe even send them an episode that would be a nice thing to do for your satellite sisters and misters just forward them an episode because uh we would love to have more listeners and it's your enthusiasm that will recruit them into the sisterhood or misterhood and you can also join our facebook group we you know there are two questions you have to answer when you go to join that group they're easy questions there are no wrong answers we just want to make sure you're a human but i would like to thank Thank Denise, who not only joined the group last week, but said she's enjoying watching Cooking with Liz also. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Sat Sisters. 
All right. Liz, there are wrong answers to that. Like if you actually answered, yeah, I hate your show. And oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Me, yeah. That's we're true. not going to let you into the group. The group yeah. is okay. for people who, who nice people who <laughs> nice listen to the show. Group. Yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> so, okay. There are some wrong answers. So answer carefully. Okay. Our to-do list for the week. Okay. I got a letter in the mail this week that uh, our neighborhood association and our neighbors have joined created a next door page. Yeah. Now, uh, I, this is something I've only heard of. I've heard both good and bad things. So on my to-do list is, should I join next door? Should I be part of the neighborhood next door? Uh, no. What do you, <laughs> Liz, why? I don't know. Everyone I know who joins next door sooner or later, it's like, oh my God, you can't believe what a mess that is. It's so dysfunctional and it's people just reporting on each other for the most trivial things. So yeah, me personally, not interested. Okay. I'm a big yes, Leanne. It's, (laughs) it's critter news. I mean, this is where you're going to go when, I mean, your dog's not going to run away, but this is when dogs run away, you know, or cats, missing cats. We have a coyote in our neighborhood. So every day we're getting up updates on next door snakes other things that are happening in the neighborhood you know baby possums you're not going to know about any of it if you're not I do like critters I do do like critters critter news you don't have to read that other stuff but for critter news it's excellent maybe you can get a critter filter on your on your next door and only see the critter messages because there's a lot of other stuff Lee and I know you you're not going to want to see most of what's on there that's- yeah, I, I really don't like gossip. And I really I don't like whining and complaining. Right. And and I, yeah. And I also it. just don't need another time suck. So, yes. You know, uh, and but. Uh, but but on the other hand, critter critter news. So, OK, people <laughs> have thoughts. Feel free to weigh in on the Facebook group uh-huh. for that. OK, Liz. my to do list is what am I really going to do about wallpaper? I think I feel like I need to answer this for myself. I've become obsessed during the pandemic with the idea of, should I be wallpapering a few walls? I think it's just staring at all the white walls for a year and a half. So now on my Instagram, because I click on all of, there's so many wallpaper advertisers on Instagram, because now I click on them, I get even more wallpaper mm-hmm. advertisers. Yeah. And then there was one last week, sisters, maybe you can help me with this, where it's like, it's self-adhesive, so you could put it up yourself. So no, no, should I... So, so it's yes or no on wallpaper and then yes or no on installing the wallpaper myself. Just something I'm trying to, I'm trying to come to grips with that this week. Okay. Right, keep see, us and see, Leanne, she didn't really want our opinion on no. it other than, no, she's going to make her own opinion. Right <laughs> okay. That's it. I am tempted so- to agree that if trying to do it myself is probably more than I need to do. No fiascos, Liz. No fiascos. Yeah, that's a fiasco in the making. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So my to-do this week is I'm going to try a new approach to not cooking dinner. Here's what I'm going to do. I am not going to cook dinner. And then when my husband comes home, I'm going to say there was a supply chain issue. (laughs) What do you think? Do you think that's going to work? Yeah. Well, and then what do you want the result to be? I just like order out, go out. Yeah. Just not cook dinner. I'm just going with the supply chain. Everywhere you go now, there's a supply chain issue. There's it's true. A, um, so I'm going to try it in my home, see how it works. <laughs> I Good wish luck you luck with that. Yeah. I made I made a similar statement at the beginning of summer about dinner on Friday nights. Did not happen. Ended up cooking dinner every Friday night. So I wish you luck. Okay. I wish you luck. <laughs> 
All right. That is our show for today. I almost for one second forgot. How do we end this show? But uh, <laughs> Julie, why don't you end the show for today? How do we end this show? We only end the show by saying, don't forget to call your satellite sister.